Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Cornering the Market in 2024 from Collector's Corner. My name is P, joined by my co-host and great friend, Jared. How are you doing today, Jared? Living the dream, man. I think I shared with you off camera. Just uh, got a commitment for another artist for the announcement of 8NAP Art. And I got another one that uh, I'm pretty sure will make a commitment. So really grinding out to start the new year off. And dude, super excited for what's uh, ahead of us. I know we'll talk about the sentiment and everything, but you and I talk a lot. And just very, very bullish um, with the the right time frame here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, looking forward to diving into all that. Just a little bit of house. Cle- oh, and congrats on the eight and a half hour artists. I'm really excited Thank for you. that, man. Congrats. Um, diving into just some little housekeeping stuff. Uh, today is Thursday, January 4th. This episode will be out Friday the 5th. Um, we have a newsletter as well. If you prefer to read some of this info, check it out here. Collectorscorner.substack.com. Also linked on the Twitter profile. Here we are. Give us a follow. We always appreciate it. Currently under my account, which I'll jump over to give me a follow. Also, I have a service called Collectors Corner Premium. This is for more serious collectors, investors, artists. Growing quickly, we cover everything in the space, opportunities, the best art, and a lot of good conversations in general. And there's even some degening and actually some allow lists. So, you know, there's a little bit of everything in there. And here is Jared's profile. Give him a follow as well. Jared, we mentioned 8NAP Art. He's launching an innovative art platform. Really excited for that. He's also the founder of 8NAP Fund, where he helps you get exposure to digital assets using his expertise. So all that out of the way, let's talk sentiment. I'm just going to show the crypto prices because I think this is suggestive sentiment. What is your take on the sentiment out there right now, Jared? You know, I love charting and i think that the bitcoin and greater crypto market drop that we experienced yesterday was uh, i think necessary to flush out a lot of um skepticism and really reset ourselves for a strong move upwards so again not financial advice and i'm not saying it's a guarantee but as far as like price action and leading into the sentiment of a potential or like I know some analysts have put upwards to 90% confidence of a, a Bitcoin ETF approval. I'm super bullish, man. I'm, you know, we we've seen a strong performance um and going into January's, which are historically really, really positive for both uh crypto and NFTs due to an influx of and resetting of budgets and investment parameters. I'm I'm excited, man. I the, technically and on the chart. Bitcoin and, and alts bounced where they're supposed to. It's showing a little bit of strength. RSIs and stochastics are are turning up. So I think we're 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 poised for really good price action. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that this positive price action in the broader crypto market is bringing a lot of positivity to the space. People are taking more risks. We haven't seen a lot of that shift over to art NFTs uh, and, and certainly not a lot yet in generative art. And we'll get to that in a second. But I do think there's a spillover effect of that sentiment. Most people, I mean, look, if you hold an NFT that is denominated in ETH, then the value, even if the NFT doesn't go 
up in ETH price, the value of what you hold in, in your currency is going up. So that's always positive. And most people have some crypto outside of NFTs. So it's uh, in some ways a little mixed because the speculative capital is not in art NFTs at the moment. But at the same time, people are feeling good as things are going up. And I think that these good vibes are going to continue. That's uh, not, not saying that we won't have times of relatively low sentiment. But I think this idea that really for all of last year, we we're hearing that the bear market was still going and things are going to drop and Bitcoin's going to get down below $20,000 again. I think that's all out of the way. Um, so those headwinds are gone. Excited to see how it translates into art. And uh, let's start with Ethereum. How has yeah. it translated into art so far? Or what are you seeing in, those, in the past couple of weeks, Jared? I will say, I think that the rotation from crypto wealth into art will come. It's just a later stage. And, and I, I think DC Investor and a few others have had really great posts on this. Obviously, bag bias there, but just to kind of reinforce what you're saying, like, uh, I think it's amazing. And, I, you know, to segue into that Ethereum sales, I think you're starting to see it. I mean, you saw seven Fidenza sales this seven-day period, which I think is awesome, highlighted by a uh, sweep of six by one wallet. I, I was doing, I spent way too much researching. Uh, it was way too much time last night researching, but I dug into this wallet, man. Like, it's pretty interesting, the art buys that they have. They have 41 uh, like pudgies and a few other like PFP focused things. And then they, they come out and sweep six Fidenzas and um, one autoglyph. So, you know, that's the other highlight of this is the, the autoglyphs, you know, have 175 ETH through one sale and then the floor jumps to 250. I did want to circle back and there are some sellers out there who seem to be motivated at this point. So that's really interesting. Uh, there is a beautiful black color Fidenza listed at 108 ETH. If that's at your particular price point, I know that's higher than most people's but it's a i feel like it's a very good deal um relatively speaking um and you know and you know I, i'm encouraged man like i i really think that you know you saw nine gazers sales there's one for 45 eth i don't know if there's anything special about it i'm not a gazer expert even after we did that that deep dive but you also saw like a a minute timer sell for 11.5 eth you know out of uh rudia's wallet it's a pretty cool um, covenant trait there so overall i think that oh and then the other highlight is the skulls of lucci had a 55 ETH sale and then that i think floor jumped to 100 if that's your particular vibe but just to me it's you know it's indicative of the fact that uh i think that people are willing to place the their money where their mouth is the one thing that on the little bit of a downer is i only saw 73 ETH of volume in the winds of yawanawa so you know watching that one a little bit closely, I think it could present a, a good opportunity, especially if you're in it for the the long term. But, dude, across the entire Ethereum market, there was there's Meridian sales, there's anticyclone sales, there's uh, memory sales. Just overall, I think it was uh is very encouraging to see where it is uh, overall. Not blow off top, but I think it's set in, in a, a very good base. To yeah, uh, Completely agree with you. We're seeing some good liquidity. A lot of it is people trying to get out. I think they're anticipating a rise in Ethereum. And I actually think we're going to see an increase in the price of these NFTs as Ethereum goes up as kind of a wealth effect. And I do have to shout out uh, a, uh, a friend from Collector's Corner Premium picked up this memories today, which I just think is like, I love this one. Uh, so there's some deals out there 
friends. There's some deals out there. There's folks who are looking for liquidity. And that doesn't mean anything is wrong. It's just some, you know, everyone needs liquidity from time to time. It's funny, I, I sent that one to it. a few people. I'd be curious to who picked it up. But, and then I said, I posted it in my friend tech uh, chat too, because it's like, dude, when my it's, listing bot proposed that one, I was like, man, an intrepid offset. But so it's, close it, to Florida. I don't see a world where that doesn't increase in ETH value and ETH goes up. Like it's just, Feels like a no-brainer to me. It it's this is just one of the I mean, offsets for folks who don't know, they're they're somewhat rare, only 13%, but they don't all look great, in my opinion. This one just looks fantastic, just the way the colors overlap and the patterns. And this is an intrepid palette, which is uh, I think maybe has the most colors in of, of all of the palettes. Uh really, really fantastic piece. So uh I, I was really glad to see that they were able to to pick that one up. But let's move on to uh, other art. So as folks may remember from last time, uh, looking at more than just Tezos art, although I do think there's some interesting stuff happening on the Tezos art side, not a ton of liquidity, but we are seeing some patterns and really this collection genomes by Sephard, which was effectively free. I can't remember exactly what the mint price was, but it was uh, maybe it was 0.02 ETH. Uh, something like that, or maybe it was straight up free. I can't remember. People are really enjoying this one, and uh, it's actually quite nice. I haven't looked at it too much, but this is topping the volume over there on the FX hash side. And uh, as a result, since that is by Sephard, founder of FX hash, uh, RGB elementary cellular automata have been moving, um, as have dragons, but it's really limited, just very much so on the high end. Uh, meaning the the most blue chip or consider the most blue chip collections, and uh, they're not selling for high prices. I mean, these are these are capitulations if we're being honest. So things are not really moving too much on the FX hash side. Uh, to be fair, though, it's it's not terribly different than everywhere else. And uh, I I have nothing to show you right now on Solana and Ordinals. I'm focusing here specifically on Gen Art. Um, there is art selling there, uh, but nothing really major happening on the Gen Art side yet. Although I I do think that is coming. How about squiggles, Jared? The squiggles are I'll say being fairly consistent. Um, meaning there was 182. ETH of seven day volume, which is kind of congruent with what we saw a couple of weeks ago at 192. The floor price, however, has dropped to 8.39 from uh, 8.75. We see that further uh, bleeding out of the floor price. I think it's tracking more in USD terms uh, than it is uh, Ethereum terms at this point. And with a 22 sales versus 19. So how do you have less volume and more sales? Well, Lower cost, man. Like there's been um the 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 price action has been mainly around the floor. There's no monumental sales, no, no, no pipes, no hypers, none of that. I mean, the highlights over the last seven days have been kind of paltry, honestly. There was a somebody capitulated and sold a color spread six into a nine point two weath bid, which I found uh, shocking. But congrats to that buyer. It was a, it was a hell of a pickup. You know, uh, another Collector's Corner Premium member just picked up a really beautiful squiggle at 90th. But really, just lots of buys in the eight, low eights and weeths in the seven. So, I mean, if you're a buyer, this is a, again, not financial advice, but feels like a really good opportunity to to pick something up. I'm, I'm thinking about it myself. We, we did do a little bit of sleuthing prior to recording. And what I found interesting is we found Gandhi's wallet. 
There were 46 squiggles added to the Wait, Gandhi so, wallet. Sorry, re really quickly, Jared, do you want to tell people yeah. what Gandhi is? Yes, Gandhi is a, an NFT lending platform. Um, and it is not accessible to people in the US. Uh, so read between the lines on how to 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 do that. But it really, really active um, developers and, and founders really, really involved with the community. But it's an NFT lending platform. So I find it interesting that 46 squiggles over the last 30 days have gone into this lending protocol. I look at it two ways of one, holy cow, 46 squiggles have gone. On the flip side, I look at it also as people are unlocking liquidity. And it's to me, it could be indicative that uh, people are placing their bets on a, a bull market. And, you know, Gandhi is really intriguing. I think they're most notably, um, they are known for USDC loans, which I think is really interesting play and leverage right now. And then also for longer durations, I think they're the first ones to do like a 36 month loan. So if you have a longer horizon and want access to liquidity, it's a really cool place to to go hang out. But anyway, point being not paid, no sponsorship from Gandhi. It's just more of a, an interesting observation that over the last 30 days, 46 squiggles went there. Uh, and People are unlocking liquidity, and I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out, whether it's in the markets or buying more art. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting to see, and I'm sure we will see some defaults on these loans. Some folks will get some nice pieces for quite cheap. I think we saw one, I can't remember, it was like a year ago or something like that, a Fidenza that defaulted uh, for like 30 ETH or something like that. It was it was quite shocking. But yeah, dude. We, we we're perusing the wallet like there's hoodie punks there's uh Fidenza, autoglyphs all, four autoglyphs i mean people are unlocking liquidity in a really interesting fashion and i think that you know there's a there's this is a trend that i think is is interesting how people are unlocking value without creating taxable events so it, it's a trend that i'm 100 percent fascinated with and i'm tracking um very very closely yeah, what what's also interesting about this, uh, and this is the last point I'll make. So, so there's really two, as far as I know, two peer to peer lending platforms. Meaning, the loan you are getting from is just another person rather than the company that's originating the loan, NFT Fi and Gandhi. And I don't believe we covered this, but NFT Fi mentioned a few weeks back that they are working towards getting other types of assets on there, not just. NFTs that are tokenized collectibles, but tokenized, you know, deeds to houses, real estate, et cetera. And so it'll be really interesting to see how some of these things evolve over time. Uh, how many of them end up being niche? What other types of assets get tokenized and placed on there? Uh, you know, could even see a world where you just tokenize a bunch of Bitcoin and put that up as an NFT that people lend against. Uh, Perhaps that's that's like too simplistic, but point being, uh, it's it's really interesting to see this evolve. And I think as the overall crypto market grows and the overall NFT market grows, more of these use cases will get unlocked as more liquidity is in the system. Speaking of liquidity, friendship bracelets, the most liquid generative art collection. That's right. I'm calling it that. Friendship bracelets have had a bit of a down week. Uh, actually, a very similar story to what you were saying about squiggles. So the floor price has dipped below 0 0.7, excuse me, 0 0.07 for the first time in a while, which is not ideal. Last time we checked, it was 0.074. It's not too far off. Um, sales are actually up 
showing it wrong here on the screen. Uh, when I took my notes yesterday, it was a little different, but sales are up quite a bit, 182 sales compared to 57 in the last weekly period that we checked. And here we've gotten 21.3 Ether volume versus only six Ether last time. So certainly liquidity is higher, as we mentioned, but mirroring the overall trend and lowering floor prices, lowering average sales. Let's let's move on to some release recaps. Uh, this one is probably not going to be a crazy surprise, uh, given what we've been saying about the art markets. This is Immaterial by Bjorn Stahl. Uh, this released actually yesterday uh, at 1 p.m. Art Blocks non presents, and this is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it's it's got art with motion. Um, two, it has not yet minted out, which is not crazy uncommon for a collection that is, uh, you know, Art Blocks presents. But this one, I was really intrigued to see what would happen. Uh, because Bjorn Stahl, as you can see here on screen, he has 53,000 followers. The way that happened is he had a tweet that went ultra viral and got something like 10 million views. I'm trying to find it here, but either way, that hasn't translated to this art. And I think it's just a sign that the market is is really not quite ready uh, to take risk on the art side. Uh, but I'll, I'll pause here and see if you have any thoughts on this one, Jared, especially as I try to find his his viral tweet. You know, I, I love the um, I love the art. I also think it's indicative of, of where we're at. And then, you know, I, I go back to how do you drive eyes to the art? Uh, quite honestly, I didn't see anything in my Twitter feed about this uh, being released. So it's a it's a shame. But for anybody who's listening, that the good news is like there's an opportunity for you to to be able to go back and and roll the. Uh, roll the dice with the the mentor and and get something that you love or pick something up on secondary really good opportunity love the artwork actually here you go yep it's great art with motion and this is uh this is the tweet that uh bjorn had that went viral almost 10 million views generally speaking it is tough to follow stuff on twitter but hey i put out a daily tweet that has upcoming releases and so that's what we do here at collector's corner as well so that's immaterial. That's the first release recap. The second one I wanted to talk about real quick is not quite generative art, but it is one of one of X. It's by Rip Cash. Um, Rip Cash released this collection called Swarm 64 Pieces. Released them, um, oh, let me see when it was. It was a couple of days ago, but they sold out at 0 0.169 Bitcoin, which is about three Ether. And they are trading at 0 0.26 right now. I'm pointing this out because it shows you, I think, the dynamic between speculative capital and how do I put this? So first of all, no offense to anybody. This is not 100% speculative, but it's very clear right now that the ordinals side of the market is where a lot of the speculative risk capital is going. To sell out a 64-piece collection at 3 ETH, basically instantly uh it's just it's very difficult to come by on the east side there are a few artists who can pull it off and rip cash might be one of them but my sense is that they wouldn't be able to sell it for the same us dollar value if not ordinals and i think this is a broader point of there's a percentage of the market the art market as well that is speculative risk capital and that's going to go wherever they think the best opportunities are and then there's also a percentage of the market that are sort of more true collectors and i think that's kind of what we're seeing right now on the ethereum side it's mostly the true collectors less of the the risk capital i'll pause there if you have any thoughts on this one jared 
I thought this was an interesting uh, one. Congrats to the artist. Uh, I mean, I think there was a set of one one of 25. So 25 of these at the equivalent of three ETH. 64, Jared, actually. 64, even better, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's incredible, uh, the payday. And I think that it's also like indicative of how these other chains are really starving for great art. And as an artist, it presents a great opportunity to potentially uh, diversify not only your holder base, but also the the platforms that you launch on. So I, I thought this was an amazing execution, and you know I'm happy to see how well it's embraced on the on the Ordinals uh, protocol. This is I think this is good for this is good for everybody, um, and I'm excited to see you know what this kind of like. I'm not saying this is gonna be the catalyst for like a bunch of stuff going on Ordinals, but it's another data point uh, along the the ascension of what I think Ordinals could be. So. Uh, congrats to everybody involved. And if you bought one and you've doubled your money, like congrats on that too, man. Great place to be. 100% agree. I, yeah, it's a great point. Congrats to Rip Cash. Almost half a million dollars made in this release. Uh, tr- truly sensational. Let's hit some news. First bit of news I wanted to hit on is a post here by Gordon Goner, founder of Board Ape Yacht Club. And he, I won't read it all out loud, but he essentially says that he feels like he is more included here in the traditional art, excuse me, the NFT art world than he was in the traditional art world. Far more welcoming and unburdened by pretension. Now, whether or not that is a true statement, I don't think there's any truth to this. I think it's just the fact that a lot of people have felt that way about the traditional art world, myself included. And this current NFT art world feels a lot more inclusive. So this is both a public service announcement and a way for me to be bullish on this movement is that it is more inclusive. And the more people there are, the more interesting art we're going to get, the more capital we get, the more opportunities we'll get, et cetera, et cetera. And I just want to remind people, like, this is the innovation in is the openness, the inclusion that anyone can participate. That's why this market will be bigger. That's why we're so bullish on it. And, uh, you know, I will say the public service announcement is like, let's keep it open. Don't put up doors. Don't put up walls. Don't tell people, hey, you're not allowed in here because you're not good enough. That was the problem to some extent with the traditional art world. And I think that kind of mentality is is not going to do well. And, you know, Jared, you echoed this actually quite well. You just said it's great to see art have getting so much attention and love on other chains. And I think that's the way it should be. That's how we all rise together. And I think ultimately that is what will happen. One last thing that I'll say is that this tweet from Gordon was in the context of picking up a Alpha Centauri kid, Worthy, this one here, Tiger Lily, for 16 ETH. So Gordon is really picking up some great art, um, some of it gen art, some of it not, but he's showing, he, he's, I mean, this guy is a cultural leader and he is uh, really putting it in for art. So that's exciting to see and exciting to see the thesis that you and I had many years ago starting to, to really play out. Yeah, I will add that it is very poetic that he got this. I don't know if you know the story, but that it was actually inspired by his PFP, with the, if you notice. So the fact that like it found home in, a home in his wallet is really, really amazing. And I think that that's what's really cool is like a lot of these artists are making, you know, and to talk about ACK, like he picked up a views from, you know, a collector's corner premium member and amazing artist Delta sauce that resides in his wallet. That was a tribute piece to ACK. So I think that this is amazing when, when things come full circle and people have the means to not only collect their stuff, but 
like you're you're starting to see a uh, you know and and a community that's rallying around not only artists but the inspirations and it. it's it's a very you know for all of the the degen nature it's also got a really really amazing foundation and one that like to your point is invigorating and it's something i lean into on a daily basis I will say in order for the space to grow, the, we have to maintain to to add to your point that the barriers to entry be, um, you know, very minimal. And I think that that's the case. And what do I mean by that? I mean, like, you don't have to fly to New York to go to a gallery anymore to see certain artwork, like everything, as long as you have an internet connection, which I understand some people in the world don't have access to, you have access to this art. And my hope is that, you know, you're, you're able to, to find inspiration, take action, you know, being part of eight nap art, I've been able to connect with so many artists and and the stories that these artists have. And as a result, an opportunity as a result of Web3, bro, it gives me up every single morning and and inspires me. Like this is an amazing place. And and I love what you're saying because, you know, to some degree, we, we have a, a platform and we're empowered to continue to to evangelize the the good word of of you know, art in general and, and, and the joy it brings to, to everybody, you know, no matter what the, the financial gains are. I mean, this is just such a great space. I, I can't say enough about it. Yeah, I totally agree. And it, it's, it's a way for people to express themselves, right? Like the art in your wallet says something about you and it allows these artists to be doing this full time or more than they could before or, or make a living off of it and, and express, I say express myself again, but be who they feel like they are. And and I think that's extremely valuable in the world. And I think that force cannot be stopped. So even though the markets are not as hot as we want them to be, I'm not worried. Other quick story here. Steamboat Willie went into the public domain 2024 at basically the strike of New Year's. Uh, this was released for effectively free. It was uh, 2,000 pieces. Literally just the image. So for folks who don't know, Steamboat Willie is like the first Disney cartoon. Uh, and uh, as you can see, it kind of looks like Mickey Mouse, but he wasn't even called Mickey Mouse back then because it was so early. And what's interesting about this is this rocketed up to like a 0.3 ETH floor uh, has now retraced significantly uh, because, you know, it's, it's just kind of an image of it. It was sold for literally zero. It was like 0.0002 ETH or something like that. Um, as low as you, the gas was probably higher. Uh, but for me, it's just, it's interesting to see the, how people are embracing this public domain concept. And I'm really curious to see if we get something really, really interesting. I mean, Steamboat, well, this this to me felt more like a proof of concept that the crowd would be into this kind of thing. But can you imagine if it was, uh, you know, I don't, I'm sure it's in the public domain, but like a generative Mona Lisa, not too different than ACK's Worthies that we talked about, but something that just has a lot more color and flavor to it uh, that, I mean, actually maybe the Worthies were based on Mona Lisa. I can't even remember. Uh, but I'm, 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 really looking forward to seeing some more creative uses of things that are in the public domain and have been in the past before, you know, uh, another one that comes to mind is, is deaf piece, Chrono photographs, uh, which is not quite the same in the sense that it doesn't quite exactly copy Edward Moybridge's works, but, uh, yeah, I, it's just a story that I, I thought would be interesting for folks. Do you have any thoughts on this, Jared? My initial gut reaction to it was like Dgen's gonna Dgen, right? Because it drove up the price and and this other thing. But I think to your point, um, your your greater point, which is, 
you know, if, if something is part of like the, the, the greater, I'll call it um, your ability to access it, call it CCO or whatever you want to, and the power of that. And the, I'm curious to see what comes of it. I, all of your points are valid and I'm a hundred percent aligned. I'm, I'm curious to see what like the public domain, not only for this, but in the, in the, the power of public domain, I think is something that's a, a very much an untapped um, asset in this space. Yeah. We'll see what kind of interesting stuff emerges. Um. All right. So, Great art at great prices. I'll go first. Got to wrap this up soon. Factura by Matthias Isakin. I'm a big fan of his collection. It's slightly above our threshold, but the truth is most sales are happening below floor. Uh, really love this art. Fantastic thousand piece collection. I think it's gen art done really, really well. Um, my favorite GM studio project. Yeah. And, and I'll say that there's the, the great pieces are still commanding a premium. So be, if you're interested in the, in the, project as a whole be diligent with looking at the the floor because every once in a while a great deal shows up my great art at great prices is soul 365 by Corey haber i thought this was a it's the 365 piece collection roughly 0.33 um eth right now and the thing i love about this is at least i don't i'm not saying it's the first but it's something that like uh shed light into uh a different dynamic of collectability and open my eyes up to it the the soul is a reference to you know a sun either rising or setting and the 365 is a reference to every single 365 days in the year why is that relevant it, it comes down to each piece is connected to a, a, a date uh, in the year all 365 days so it's an interesting thing do you collect around your anniversary your birthday a loved one um, there's a really interesting collecting dynamic and then it also in the metadata assigns it to a, a specific geographic location a city 365 unique cities so there's a dynamic to collect around that like you know for me i got engaged in paris like i'd love to collect the paris one my birthday is actually just got listed uh when i was doing research last night so Ooh. i may have to yeah go and buy my birthday which i think is pretty dope so uh yeah i think overall this is um it's beautiful art uh we'll talk about Corey a little bit later but an amazing collection with very, very stunning work, in my opinion, and a really attractive price point. Yeah, one of my favorites. And I think, you know, of all that was spoken about the metadata, completely agree. And the art is beautiful. And I, I think that's that's uh, really something about Corey that I appreciate. So let's go to some exciting upcoming drops. I'm going to go quick here. Jared, uh, Avante Art has teased a release with William Upon. I can't tell if these are unique pieces, uh, meaning new versus a print of something before, from before, but really curious to see what that is, as you know, I am a massive William fan. And uh, another tease, singular.art, which is a really the only generative art, cura curated generative art platform on Ordinals has teased that a release is coming out. All I know is it's going to be a Bitcoin native artist. So really curious about that one as well. And I'll hit some artists to highlight Powell Dudko. He's actually part of Collector's Corner Premium. Really fantastic artist who is primarily an Ordinals, has released on Solana recently, has great art with motion uh, as well as a fantastic use of light and colors. So I'm a fan of his. And I'll throw it over to you to finish it off with Corey. Corey Haber. Uh, I, what I really like about Corey is he's, I think, pioneering the integration of algorithmic art and physicals. Um, you know, most notably, he has his recent bright moments drop called apophonies 
where he actually I'm, I'm enamored with this process but like it's a oil or like acrylic you see it on screen uh, on canvas and he's got this uh, basically a plotter but it's able to control the the z-axis so the amount of pressure on that acrylic mm -hmm. on canvas over time so just really really i think Corey's uh, ahead of his time and i think that these physicals in particular will be something unique and innovative uh, over a long enough timeline so kudos to Corey for not only making beautiful art but really pioneering the that bridge between physical and digital just really really amazing art yeah and if, if, for folks who may not know plotters were typically just with pens and they were how generative artists would print out their works in order to sell them uh, but using an oil painting is a uh, totally new, different substance, technically challenging. So really cool to see him pioneering that as well. And that is it for today, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Hope you all had a happy new year. Happy holidays. Looking forward to a great 2024. Appreciate you all. Please give us a follow. Please give us a like. Any parting words, Jared? Yeah, I will say, uh, I, I kind of hinted at this. If you made it this far, thank you for listening, as P said. But for 8NAP Art, I am going to cut off the Mint Pass uh, minting by the end of the month before I announce all of the artists for 2024. So if you have any interest, you know, that that deadline is approaching. Please mint your Mint Pass. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the, the artist lineup. But again, the the intent here is to have people aligned with our vision of an artist forward platform and connecting with the artists, not just purely a monetary play. So if you believe in me, you believe in art, uh, you know, please feel free to reach out and mint something or contact me directly. Cause that time, the you know, the light is at the end of the tunnel for the mint pass this year. That's right. And I should have mentioned this at the top, but collector's corner premium is no longer giving out a free month unless you have a friend who refers you in which case you can get a free month. And look, if you ask me, you can get a free month, but you got to ask me, You got we got to become friends first. That's the deal. And definitely check out the 8NAP Mint Pass. I think uh, you're going to be pretty happy with the artists that are coming through and what Jared puts together. I know he's been working incredibly hard on it. So um, really excited for that too. Excited for 2024. It's going to be great. All right, I'll shut up now. Thanks everybody. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.